she reminds me of somebody I really respected. I think early it's in my I life. think what the respect is coming from is she goes on uh, European river cruises for sex. Yeah, she's a widow. She doesn't <laughs> want to get remarried. She just goes frequently but off she's to the continent. Because that was the sweatiest part of this whole movie. It's true. It's true. It's her European vacations, discreet and elegant. She goes handbox whoever she wants. Fantastic. This is like, oh my god, she is great. Welcome to the lo-fi edition of Smut with Friends. <laughs> Meaning that it is just AJ and Jules here, and we are typically the quietest two of the group. So we are here primarily because nobody wanted to drive their asses across town to How watch rude. Persuasion. <laughs> Gas is even cheaper now than it was before, and they couldn't even drive down here. On on a Monday night. On a Monday night. So rude. So we decided we would just watch it ourselves and see what happened. And we had to because we reviewed Bridgerton. We did. So it's kind of similar themes. Everybody online... Okay, actually, I have to confess, I haven't read anything online about this at all, except a quick, like, top ten Google hits. Have you looked at anything? No, I didn't look at it either, because I wanted to just come in with fresh eyes, ready to, like, take in whatever media this was going to be. Good, bad, I don't know. Well, (laughs) I know now. (laughs) And now we have... Now we have our opinions. Now we have some really strong opinions. boy, do we have opinions. (laughs) And honestly, I am, I'm, I'm wishing Mila and, uh, and, and Sweet Tea were here primarily because I, there, this was such a plot heavy movie and they're just here for the plot every time. They are. They're so here for the plot. And I would argue, was this a plot heavy movie? <laughs> If, if there's anything smutty to be had from this movie, it was a plot about potentially having sex. <laughs> I don't know. This was, the smut rating on this movie was a negative zero, like a negative five out of ten. Like, there were no longing looks. There were no, like, almost hand touches. There was none of that. Um it- if you're looking for a resurrection of the Kira Knightley uh, Pride and Prejudice from 05, it's not happening. 05, I think, was in 05. I should have looked that up before I, I said know. it. It can be. Kira Knightley, everybody's favorite with mm-hmm. the piano and Mr. Darcy walking out of the, of the, the meshes. <laughs> yes. And I'll be honest, I know that Dakota Johnson was kind of starring in this movie. I don't... I wouldn't say she's a great um, actress myself, my opinion. Uh, maybe other people think that. I mean, she lands roles, but for me, in a lot of the movies she's in, she comes off very flat. And I still got that vibe here. Yeah. A lot of the time I was wondering, like, what are you feeling right now? I don't understand. Give me something. Give me anything. Give me a look. Give me a connection. Give me a... And she gave a lot of looks, actually. So we should look. She it was fourth wall breaking looks. It was not right, like getting across what we're feeling. Right, exactly. it was like guys, like looking at the camera. Guys, can you believe this? Can you even? So belatedly, spoiler alert, of course. I mean, as with everything, but because this is a newish movie on Netflix, if you haven't gone and watched it and you want to, 
go and watch it. It's an hour and 47 mm-hmm. minutes. It's not much time out of your day. Jules and I were prepared to uh, do an eight-hour binge of a series of persuasion for this uh, like we did with Bridgerton, but... Luckily, it was not that. Although, I don't know if that would have changed things. I don't know if it would have been better with more story or if this was fine. Maybe. Because the beginning, I mean, it starts off with, you know, these two lovers. They couldn't be together. They loved each other. They couldn't be together because he was not rich enough. And so she had to be persuaded to leave him. Yep. And so then he joined, like, the Navy and went off and got a fortune. But the problem is, as a viewer, I don't care. <laughs> because they didn't give me anything. They didn't give me, like, any of the moment. Or they get, like, it was, like, a glimpse. Like, them on a picnic blanket. But that was it, right? I didn't yes. get little cutscenes and glimpses of before they broke up. To make me see how good they were together. Yes, absolutely. You have nothing. Um, and for me, the the crying shame of this is that when I read all of the Jane Austen books, except for one, because I could not bear to bring myself to finish the cycle when I was 15. Uh, <laughs> but, and I've since read it and I'm like, why did I wait 15 years for that? That was a terrible book. Don't anyone read it. Uh, read Mansfield Park. It's not good. But anyway, <laughs> the point is... Um, uh, Persuasion was my favorite. M- quiet. My I wouldn't admit it to myself, but looking mm-hmm. back, I know that it was my favorite. I would I would always say like Emma's my favorite. Yeah. Or, and then I would go through my like period of like oh Pride and Prejudice is my favorite. I mind mind you, I'm 15. These things <laughs> mattered to me when I was 15. But quietly, in my heart, I always knew Persuasion was my of favorite. Course, of course. And it was not like this movie. It was. Okay, that's good to know. You actually did get wrapped up and you cared and you're like, oh, she just, she just waited for him. Like you, yeah. in the book, you like buy into it. You, he waited or she, he waited for her and she waited for him. And and in the movie, it was like, he was very grumpy pants and she was just so emotional and in an annoying kind of way, in a like, I'm crying in my bathtub every time and for like eight years. Okay. Not a normal amount of time. Yeah. Eight years. I am crying myself to sleep. I'm crying in the bathtub. And, and not only that, and I don't want to get into this quite yet, but there are some, <laughs> there's, I, there's a comment to be made about the modernization of this movie, but we have other things to do first. So one of the things or related to this crying, she takes wine to her bedroom. Like yes, all, she's like she constantly just drinking. Gets drunk just all like, the time. I can't alcoholic. live with myself. Let me just drink. I just have to drink away my sadness. I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Do we? Is it? And it's not like commented on in any way. It's not like a no, plot point no. at all. It's not something. She's just boozing herself to death. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess, but we're not gonna think about it. It's just part of being sad. Is just. Taking a bottle of wine to bed alone. Okay. Every day. This is for eight years. For eight years. For eight years, she does nothing. So, um, so yeah, so we begin this movie after eight years have passed and, and Wentworth has been off making his fortune and, mm-hmm. uh, and Anne Elliot is, is at home and she is with her crazy ass family. Yes, and we, they think, like, the first scene after that is of the dad. 
and how, you know, he's basically a narcissist. He only wants to look at himself. He's never seen a mirror he didn't like. Yes. Yes. And he's got, like, five... This is... I mean, this is the modernization of this Mm -hmm. movie to a certain extent. He's got, like, five... um, He's like the, the the guy that would take the selfies, right? Yeah. So he's got five pictures of himself in in the room, um, in the living room, and and the daughter is an absolute. The sister of yeah. Anne is just a terrible. She's not even. She's oh, not she a the, do you even the older one. Was she the oldest? They're just one. both awful, and I don't yeah. remember this from the book. Yeah, the one she starts out with in the first couple scenes is the older of the two, okay. but. Yeah, and then our main character, Anne, is the middle, mm-hmm. and then the youngest is married. Yes. And has two kids. And... Who, by the way, like, honorable mention, favorite character. Right. Best character. This, and... This, she immediately calls herself a narcissist, and everybody around her calls her a narcissist, mm-hmm. and she acts like a narcissist and whatever, but she's very self-aware, which they talk about that in the movie, too. And this is a big point at which you can follow her language and this movie is just trying to be modern the mm-hmm. entire time. It's Yes, I agree. And not in the same way that like Bridgerton pulls in right, modernity. Right. Um it's it's very much linguistic. It was and it was kind of in a like a quirky kind of film style. Yes. yes. Which I didn't necessarily like. I didn't either. Tied with with this type of film. I didn't either. So she's fourth wall breaking. She's mm-hmm. staring all the at the time. camera. And, like, not even just a handful. All the time, she's yeah. fourth, Broadway. fourth wall breaking. Yep. She narrates her own movie. Mm-hmm. She looks over people's heads to go, isn't that just terrible that he did that? Or mm-hmm. aren't I just the cutest thing you've ever seen in your life? Or whatever. Which didn't do it for me in terms of um, making me like her. No. Not at all. Not at all. But somehow Mary, the younger sister narcissist, absolutely did do it for me. (laughs) And I don't know what it was because I watched it twice. And on the first run through, I was like, what a gross character. Also, like, listen, because at the end of the day, the way that Mary just like is saying what she wants and (laughs) she doesn't give a shit if you care or not, she's going to do what she fucking wants. Right. (laughs) I wish I could live my life a little bit like Mary. (laughs) I would love to be carried around and for my feet to never touch the ground because I agree with her. Walking is tedious. Why would I want to do something I hate? Carry me. Just carry me. And yes, Anne, you stay with my child while I go to the interesting dinner party. And I can't take care of my sick children because I'm an empath. (laughs) And that would just be too much for me because I would not be able to take care of them. So actually, I'd be doing my children a favor by going to this party. (laughs) (laughs) Self-care is important. Self-care is important. I just need to love myself fully Mm -hmm. before I can love the people around me. Yeah, so she was great. She absolutely had every good line. Every single she did. good line. She did. And, and she I, was adorable. And she was young. I mean, so you kind of get the the vibe that she was probably married off when she was, you know, whatever the youngest age was at that time. Yeah, probably like, she must be like 23, 24. And mm-hmm. she's got a five and a seven-year-old. Two kids, old. yeah. So, you know, understandable. She doesn't quite understand how this works. Yeah. That's fine. No. She doesn't. She doesn't have to get it. Her job purely is was to get married, and she accomplished it. Now she's here to have a good time. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she just 
And so they're going to a party where they're going to see our captain again, right? Yeah, captain shows back up for the first time in the midst of various dinner parties. None of it's explained very well. I think I finally understand it after watching it two times, but it's of exactly no consequence, so I'm not going to explain it here. <laughs> but, of course, our hero and heroine get thrown together at a party. Except they don't. And they haven't seen each other since they broke each other's hearts. Yes. Well, really, since she broke his heart. Since she was persuaded away from marrying from marrying him. Mm-hmm. And she hates people in her life who did that to her. But doesn't hate them, hate them. Just resents them. Because they're, I mean, her loved ones. And then he, of course, resents her for breaking his heart. Mm-hmm. So they show up at this party, and she's got... Louisa hanging on to her. Louisa is Mary's sister-in-law. Yeah. So there's this, like, already this sort of competition between her and Louisa, and Louisa is clearly very naive, and if you've read the book, you remember what happens with Louisa and whatever. In this this party scene, they make Anne out to be this incredibly awkward dinner guest who cannot function as, like, a... You're, we're supposed to believe at the same female. time that this is, like, a graceful, interesting, like, heroine and leading lady. And that she is, has no social graces and cannot possibly hold a conversation across the table. And, yep. you know, and can't, like, just sit at it was a chair. Because, like, her friend Louisa, like, went to go grab the chair and was like, you can sit here next to, what was Captain Wentworth yes. was his name? Yeah. You can sit here, and she's like, oh, God, no. And she's going to all these chairs, and people keep filling them up, and so then it was just terrible. It's and just She's awful. all squeaky in the chair, and everyone's looking at her. And then How she, quirky. And it's not, it's not. How quirky. We had this one phase in American or whatever. Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Yes. Zoe Deschanel, like, for two years, we had this. And it needs to just <laughs> be done. Like, we don't need to return to it. It's We're good. I'm fine. It's it's actually fine. Whatever people want to do, I don't care. In this particular <laughs> movie, this, per, this thing just felt totally dumb and out of contrived and out of place and I wasn't about it. Yeah, because it just is, it shouldn't be effort. Like, it should just be effortless yes. that this character is just effortlessly quirky. It's just kind of who she is. But this, and it could just be that it was the actress, right? Because like I said, Dakota Johnson is not my favorite. So it could just be that that is just how it comes across is that it's too much effort. Possibly. There's also direction to think about. And I don't know who directed this movie, but not too long after this scene where she announces yes. that Charles, her brother-in-law, across the entire table, that he preferred her before her oh, sister. God, yes. Like, really? Anyway, whatever. So, Mitt's dinner. Not, not too long after this, they're all off on a walk. And the direction for our leading lady, Anne, uh, to overhear what's going on with Louisa and Wentworth and their budding romance is for her to walk to a tree, begin to hitch her skirts up, and hitch her pantaloons down, and she's going to take a piss on this tree while she's trying to listen. Is it what happened in the book? I'm sure it happened in real (laughs) life, actually. However, like, no, Jane Austen did not leave notes (laughs) for her heroine to take a piss in the forest. (laughs) <laughs> just, I was just like, under no circumstance.
chances do I need this in my movie? Yes. In this kind of a movie. Like, there's a place in a buddy comedy whatever, like, <laughs> fine, make, crack, crack a joke about, like, pissing on a tree in a forest, but whatever. I just, I was not looking for it here. And the point is the director made decisions like this the entire time. I'm not sure yeah. it was any of the actors or actresses' fault. In the entire movie, some of this stuff let's just, just felt let's just pointed. Say it was everyone's fault, okay? Yes. We're going to blame the director, the producer, the writer, and the actors and actresses. Yes, for also giving us an episode of Smut with Friends in which there's no, no smut, smut to talk about. I was really hoping we'd have some really spicy, like even just intense eyes, you know, just intense staring across the rooms. But not even that. We don't even get that. They can't bear to look at each other, and it's commented on by mm-hmm. the other characters. Yeah. So she she tries to take a piss and overhears her friend and her ex lover chatting. Um, and Wentworth is commenting on how Anne is not kind. Yeah. And and you know her friend does stand up for her and is like, well, hold on, I will not hear anything bad about Anne. She is the kindest person you will ever meet. Um, So you just need to know that now. And then they go about their business, from what I remember. Yep, they go on. uh, Anne falls on her face and gets shipped off of that walk in a little carriage. In a carriage with some of their friends. The next, like, set of scenes is a party on the coast. Mm -hmm. And if there's one moment of spice in this movie, it happens in this party (laughs) on the coast when they're walking out to the cliffs Mm -hmm. and Anne is leading the way and she meets this tall, dark, and handsome stranger. And I swear, Jules was like, okay, here's where it goes. Here's where it starts. This is the movie that's actually started. Listen, we've got Mr. William Elliott, who is played by Henry Golding, who is the man that was in um, Crazy Rich Asians, okay? So just so it can paint a picture for everyone, he's so hot, okay? I am so attracted to this man. I don't care what else his character says in this movie. I am sold, okay? (laughs) So he enters into this scene on the mountainside, and I am in. Yeah, and I was too, actually, and I knew it was And gonna... he's, like, in dark clothes, so he's yes. a man in black with this tall hat. I am so in. I'm like, oh, finally. We're, like, an hour into this movie. Oh, finally. <laughs> something to care about. We're, I, get, I get something, okay? <laughs> so I was excited. So then Wentworth has an interaction with him. They're, like, quasi-fighting over Anne, except Wentworth's reaction is, like, hard to clock. It's not even good. It's weird, and they keep referring back to it for the rest of the movie, and... It wasn't that big of a deal. uh, It wasn't even that big of a deal, but they don't introduce each other. They just go on. This tall, dark, and handsome stranger, Mm -hmm. and it's done. We don't know who he is for the moment. Not yet, but pretty soon. And then I'd forgotten about this, even though I was, and even though I'd read the book, the very next scene after that is Louisa and Wentworth's, like, turning point, where mm-hmm. um, she, she's so young. She's just a baby. She jumps off the steps and she into Wentworth's flirting, arms. She's flirting, she, like, jumped into his arms. Catch um, me. On the, on the bottom of the steps, yeah. Yes. So it was fine. 
Then she climbs up to the top of the steps and is like, you know, I don't care. I don't care if you're going to catch me. I'm jumping. And here she goes. Of course, he's going to catch me, she thinks. And she goes flying. Concussion. Absolutely flat on her back. No life in her eyes. We are just like, well, that was startling. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time I've watched this now twice. Jules, I watched this twice. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, anyway, we also had met um, one of the captain's friends whose wife had, or not wife, fiance had died. Yes. Um, so he's going to help take care of her. Yes. Because he's help take care everyone of her. else needs to go party and be seen. It's the social season. Yes. We have places to be. So yes. we can't take care of her. Yes, yes, yes. And then Anne and Wentworth get shipped back in a carriage that had all of the potential in the world for something delicious to happen in. And instead, they just had a conversation about how Wentworth needs to make sure he makes himself available to the parents of Louisa. And the implication is that he's going to go and offer to marry her. Yeah, because he's made it very clear to everyone, I'm here to look for a wife. I'm ready to settle down. Yes. I don't want to live this bachelor sailor life anymore. Done. Done with sailing. Done with bachelorhood. Whatever. Yes. And we also had, um, in the, on the, like, sick bed, we had Anne and Elliot finally meet and just kind of introduce themselves. And that was a cute little interaction. It was. I enjoyed that. But it was another one of those lines that was, like, too modern for me. She says, um, he, he says, well... When will I meet you again? And she goes, I'll let, I'll leave that to Providence. Mm-hmm. And then she says, that means I haven't made up my mind. And I was like, don't over explain it. No, Everything. but he's so dumb. That was the first line <laughs> that Elliot was just dumb. He, his brain is just a box of rocks. Okay. He's so hot <laughs> and so dumb. It's true though. <laughs> His only redeeming quality, two redeeming qualities right there. Hot and dumb. That's it. There's Hot nothing else to it. That's it. That's really it. And I enjoyed every scene that he was in. Mm-hmm. Okay. He yeah. he's the reason to watch him. <laughs> him and Mary Elliot in there. Yeah. Yes. Those two. They were so fun. So good. So they yeah, they go back after they have their friend taken care of because they've got a good party. Yes. I don't remember what party we go to next. It doesn't even matter. Nothing really is explained doesn't. in this movie. They just flit from dinner to dinner They just are cutting scenes. They're just going to a new place and they're putting the place on the screen so you know where they are and then they roll into the scene. Suddenly, Anne is back with her dad and her sister and the friend and... Yes. And yes. you find out this tall, dark, and handsome stranger is... The cousin who is her father's heir. Mm-hmm. And a decade earlier, he turned her older sister down and ran off to marry an American woman instead so that he could escape from having to marry one of the Elliot daughters. Mm-hmm. Which the oldest sister is a terrible character in this movie. Not interesting, not fun yes. to look at, just evil stepsister with not even an interesting evilness to yeah. her. Luckily, really there's tough. like not maybe good. two minutes in the entire film of her. She's yeah, not right. very shown. So you can't really blame Mr. Elliot for running away from, from this person, <laughs> but 
So uh, they're there, and he's hanging around mm-hmm. the Elliots again. Why? We don't really know at first, but it begins to become clear over the course of a couple of social interactions. Yes. He confesses very, very, very plainly to Anne on a couch that uh, he's there to keep the father, the father. from mm-hmm. marrying a younger woman and having an heir Having a because son. he wants to inherit this. He wants to inherit the title. So now Anne's like, oh, he's been honest with me, even though he has evil plans. Maybe I could Listen, like Listen, and him. I was like, oh, evil plans? It's kind of hot. <laughs> okay. Because remember, I have nothing else going in this movie. Nothing else so going. So I put all my, I, you know, hedged all my bets. Yep. On this evil man. Yep. Who's so dumb, but so hot. <laughs> she was so ready for this to turn into a... I don't know. Go off and the rails. And they had little moments, but it wasn't even like good moments. It was nowhere near the cute little like spicy moments of Pride and Prejudice and even the other Jane Austen movies of the past. Um, but at least it was something to go off of. Because remember, Anne and Wentworth are not talking at all. Right. Wentworth's not even in half of this so movie. So I have no reason to root for these two together. I don't give a shit about Wentworth. He is so moody. And at least Anne is like kind of snarky and laughing with Mr. Elliot. Yep. You know, so at least that gives me something. The one significant conversation that Anne and Wentworth have in this whole movie happens on the beach where he comes to her and Mm -hmm. confesses that he had all of these versions of her through the last eight years that he would rail against or that he would cherish. And, and it's really well written in the book and beautiful and lovely and whatever. And in the movie, it just comes across as this very stilted. Yeah. Not good. No chemistry scene. And then he asks her to be friends. We should be friends. Let's and then she goes friends. and tries to kill herself in the water. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she, she does just, not do that. She just walks out and it's just the, like slow <laughs> into the riptide. walking fully dressed out into the ocean. And then she's like swimming out there, which don't do that if there's riptide. <laughs> like it makes no sense very much. As he watches her from a distance. Yeah. So that was earlier at the beach scene. So there's no but reason. that's it. There's no connection to Wentworth mm-hmm. hardly at all other than that one moment in the whole movie. That's yes. their biggest conversation. And at no point did in a view in like as a viewer did I feel like I wanted them together. There's no reason. They didn't even show me that much when they were in love. So why am I rooting for these guys? I'm not. I'm rooting for Mr. Elliot. Rooting for Mr. Elliot. Because at least like they're having fun. Yep. Okay. So dumb. So, so right about this point <laughs> that Mr. Elliot starts having fun with Anne. Uh, we find out from dead mom's best friend, Mm -hmm. lady, I forget her name, uh, that she's an icon. She's the classiest I want to be here woman ever. Right. I just, yes. She reminds me of somebody I really respected. I think it's what the respect is coming from is she goes on uh, European river cruises for sex. Yeah, she's a widow. She doesn't <laughs> want to get remarried. She just goes frequently off to the continent. She's so That was the sweatiest part of this whole movie. It's true. It's true. So her European vacations. Discreet and elegant. <laughs> she goes and fucks whoever she wants. <laughs> Fantastic. This is like... Oh my gosh, she was great. So, um... Anyway, she tells she tells Anne at some at some time in the middle of this flirtation with Mr. Elliot and Anne that went that Wentworth and Louisa are 
Engaged. Engaged. Mm -hmm. And of course, what do we get? We get Anne crying alone in her room, back in a bathtub. With a bathtub, with a bottle of something. With a bottle of wine. She's miserable and sad again. And she gets caught with her sister bringing up like a bottle of something. Yes. um, When the youngest sister pops back in. And she's just like, you have to massage my feet. They're tired from the long journey. Yes. So it was at this point on my first watch that I started going, this feels like a really bad caricature of, like, the millennial (laughs) single woman life, right? Yeah. Like, the bottle of wine stuff. I started to feel very pointedly made fun of, actually. Like, and I didn't love it. So, anyway. Because what is the point if you don't have a husband? It didn't match. Like, nothing matched up if you're going to... And it doesn't matter, but... Just a spinster. Just a spinster, drinking your wine. So they have to go out to another party. They have more parties. It's just a lot of partying. There's, like, the Dalrymples have shown up, and they're the the hottest social people in town and the father of course has to go yes. and make friends with them and so the Elliot crew all heads out there and mm-hmm. then they decide they're going to have this extravagant concert mm-hmm. and we get one more scene with Wentworth he shows up in Bath uh, in the middle of all of this planning and finds her randomly in a cake shop Mm-hmm. And uh, and they have and he's about to tell her something about the engagement and she kind of gets interrupted. Mr. Elliot comes screaming yes, in the door. He comes in and she's you know, or and even before that, she's like, "Oh, I'm here." Um, you know, he he's he went out to get a carriage and it kind of is implied that maybe this was like a little date mm-hmm. that he interrupted. Like, oh, it just started raining. He got a carriage. He'll be back. He doesn't say who. But we kind of all know. And then Elliot comes in and it's like this, you know, dick measuring contest. Every time that Wentworth and Elliot are in a room together, it is a dick measuring contest. And I'm going, just spit roaster her already. Like, why do we need to like... (laughs) Not that kind of movie. Not that kind of movie. It's not that kind of movie. But Pornhub, if you need a new genre, here you go. Spit roasting Jane Austen. Spit roast Jane Austen characters. I could have written this movie and directed it better. <laughs> Ask me for my rewrites of Jane Austen next time. It would have been so far superior. So but then her like then her older sister pops into the cake shop too. And then it's like, oh, it's not a date. They're just like all here together. Like they always are as a family. Yep. And then they go out and they part ways. Uh, once again, nothing has happened. Nothing has happened except you could tell that Kat got Wentworth's tongue and he was trying to tell her something. Mm-hmm. And now he sees that she's happy with this other man and maybe he doesn't want to tell her something anymore. Yeah, because maybe, maybe she also had told him, like, he makes me laugh. Right. We have fun. It's nice to laugh. Mm-hmm. But you can't tell if she's self-aware about being pointed mm-hmm. and making Wentworth jealous in this scene or if she's just sort of spacely commenting about these things. Yeah. And a choice... From the actress would have been nice. I would have felt <laughs> led toward a certain to feel a certain way about her character if I had had that information, but I but I didn't. Nope. So here we are. And I've got AJ going. Are you still going for what or for uh, Elliot? Are you still yes. in? And are you still in? I'm like, listen, I have no reason not to be rooting for Elliot. There's literally nothing going on. To point me in Wentworth's direction, and Elliot is all I have going on right now. <laughs> 
He's told me his evil plans. That's fine. He's so dumb. But we do have these moments that we weren't a fan of, of him kind of like shutting and down a little bit. Right, but you were still a fan of him. You can't even talk about this, Jules. What else do I have going for? Okay, he's he calls her a creature. He's like this divine creature, and she's like, "Don't call me a creature." What am I going to call you? A human? What? Why? What's wrong with creature? We'll talk about it later. Dumb. Not bad. Modern writing. (laughs) Sad. Bad. Bad. Stupid. But still, I have no reason to root for Wentworth. So I'm still on Team Elliot. Team Elliot. And then what was the other thing? They they had a moment in the hallway. Oh, yeah. At the concert mm-hmm. after Wentworth shows up and he decides he's going to give up on Anne and whatever they have. He's got to like, go. He's going to go sign up for another tour He's going to leave on a boat in a couple of days. He's going to be and, an admiral. Ah, so heartbreaking. Except why do I care? Yeah. And so, then Elliot and Anne in the hallway. And because what was it? He was like, don't. Oh. Don't interrupt. She's like, don't interrupt me. And he's like, hold, well, let me finish what I'm saying first. Because you interrupted me. Hold on, let me finish. And then he finished. I want to marry you. You don't have to answer. And I was like, okay, no, this is fine. Because I have nothing else going <laughs> on, AJ. Jules doesn't even care that he shut her down. Ugh. But it's true. <laughs> like, But it's true. He's hot. He's whatever. He's so hot. And honestly, the mutton chops were not working for Wentworth, so Wentworth was not They hot. were not working. Maybe it was my screen or something, but it had that very bad, I don't know. It yeah. didn't look good. Mm-hmm. And normally, I'm a scruff girl, like, bring on the, I want to I wanna scratch yeah. scratch your face while I'm kissing you kind of person. Some rug burn. I need, okay, <laughs> so I need it in my life, and so normally, I'd be about a Wentworth kind of, like, mm-hmm. scraggle, but... It was not working in this. It didn't look good on the screen. It's like a very visual kind of critique here. It's not that he looked bad at all. It was it was like, no, dude, clean, clean shaven would be preferable Mm -hmm. for the way this is coming. Yeah. And knows that uh, Elliot's wanting to propose and knows that Wentworth is going to be heading out soon. And then somehow they end up at the same party. Again, they go back the to a, a Lyme reunion later at some point yeah. in some random choice of time yes. that nobody has clued us into. Facts. They, because <laughs> we have no clue how long this takes either at all. We're never grounded in any kind of time. Um, what is time? What is? We don't care. Who cares? Not for this podcast. Eight years. That's the only time we care about. Eight yes. years. Eight is how years long they, they both up. nursed this forlorn, unquote unquote, unrequited love. Yes. Anyway. So now we're going to play some cards, sort of. So now, yeah, we're back at the inn, and there's this reunion with everybody, and Wentworth and Elliot are staring at each other. Wentworth and Anne. Sorry, what did I call? No, Mr. Elliot is not at this party. Some some pairings over here. I guess so. I guess so. They're back at the same party. So, yeah, and Anne is talking to Wentworth's super cute friend. I don't have a name that pops up, so I don't know if, if you know his name. I don't know his name. Or the character name, but his his name is Edward Blumel. The actor name? Yes. But I don't know what character he played. Anyways, she was talking to him. He's super cute. If we could have shipped them together, we would have. Absolutely. 100%. They were They were good. He is in a Discovery of Witches. He plays the oh, okay. um, mm-hmm. one of the doctor, the son of Matthew de Claremont. 
don't okay. remember his name. There we go. Super cute. Great smile. So they're going on talking about love and, and, and of course, Wentworth is kind of in the back listening and Anne is just like, you know, no matter, like no amount of time would make you lose love and women love longer than men. Women never forgets and da 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 all for Wentworth to hear. And he's back there writing his acceptance to get on this ship mm-hmm. in a couple of days. And his friend's like, you've got to get it done. I've got to hand it off. And then he quickly gets up and leaves and walks away. Yes. After handing off his papers to his friend. And Anne is like, oh my God, he's gone. And then we find out, it's this scene, right? That the proposal that we had earlier was not what she thought. Exactly yes. at this moment, in fact. The that proposal instead was got with whatever whoever the guy's name was that was back at the the beach scene that Bennett Captain Bennett <laughs> the guy who stayed to take care of her when everybody else they left to go party love as she he was her caretaker so Louisa has her captain and but you know it's what Captain Louisa's Bennett sweet and he's sweet so I absolutely love this together I wish I could have seen that story it would have been nice that would have been ugh, so hot although of course the part of the original book is that you can't see that otherwise I know I know. made it and not but anyway so, so she's got to go free man after him she's got to chase after him and he has left her a note. He left her on the table. Mm-hmm. So she picks it up and she reads it directly to the camera because yeah. that's what we want to see. Goes. Fourth wall breaking the entire time. It's just not interesting. You get you and, get one time to do it. And how dare you say that women love longer than men. I've never stopped loving you, essentially, is what it said. Right. The only good line in this whole movie is the one Jane Austen wrote and <laughs> was used in the appropriate context. And it's, I, was, I am half agony and half hope. Aw. Beautiful. Lovely. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for very specific short moments like that. Yes. And not, don't, I don't need a lot. <laughs> it's fine, but a, a good turn of phrase. So and a very she spicy goes moment. after him and, oh, darn, Mr. Elliot, the guy that, you know, I was in love with. Making out with like the dad's <laughs> like girlfriend or whatever, and AG's over here like, are you still rooting for him? And I'm like, listen, he's so dumb. Okay, he's fine. He can do whatever he wants. He's so dumb, so hot. Okay, this is my motto for this show. Yep, and Anne says, I wish you both all the best, and she just runs off. She didn't even care. We get no resolution. Then he's like. Okay, Okay. might as well keep making out. Goes back to playing tonsil hockey with (laughs) this widow friend of the older sister. I don't even know. We guess it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Whatever. We get their wedding scene at the end. She runs after him. They kiss in the streets. And then, yeah, then it goes to the wedding scene. And it's not their wedding, it's somebody else. It's It's not even their wedding. wedding. Yes. It's Mr. Elliot's wedding to the dad's girlfriend. This movie just will not show us Wentworth and Anne ever, ever, ever. We get we get a scene then, with them. But then after the, the wedding, yeah, at some point, then they cut to them and they're like sailing or something. They're off know. on some coast. I don't care because I matter. don't care about Wentworth. We don't care about Wentworth. No, no, no. <laughs> 
So they did not. If they had broken out into song, it would have made it a better movie. Make this a musical. We would have loved it. At the camera, we could have just danced and just made it happen. It would have been great. Ugh. It's just so bad. It was a bad movie. Why did I watch it two whole times? I don't know why. So we're watching this on what it came out on Friday, right? The 15th of Mm -hmm. July. So we're watching it on the 18th. So it's been out just one, two, three, four days because it's kind of the end of the day. And so far, it looks like a 5.6 on IMDb. And a 31% on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) 31%. Sounds like everyone agrees with us. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true. So we're kind of on their side. um, I wouldn't recommend this. I'm not. No, unless you are a diehard Jane Austen fan and you have a podcast to uh, record an episode. episode. It's just, this is one of those... uh, I don't know. I think about like the red letter media guys. They're fantastic, <laughs> right? And sometimes the best way to watch a movie is just to listen to them trash it. Yeah. We hope that you have listened to us trash it. <laughs> You've had your we fill. We watched it through the whole plot. I mean, that was pretty much it. <laughs> if you really want persuasion, go read the book. Yeah. You can watch listen an old, to the audiobook. Yeah. Watch the old uh, BBC. It's fine. It was not my favorite. It's fine. <laughs> it's still better than this. But the book is cute. It's short. It's the shortest. It's Jane Austen's last finished novel, mm-hmm. I think. So there's a lot more maturity in her writing. Whatever. There's your word nerd moment of the day. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like, if you are the type to want to read a Jane Austen book, just let the book be your yeah. guide. Just let this movie be a bad choice Netflix made. And if you are wanting to direct a Jane Austen movie for Netflix, um, more sexy scenes <laughs> that can look like intense staring. Yes. Almost hand touching. <laughs> we don't need physicality here for it to be smutty. <laughs> exactly. We're not saying we need spit roast Jane Austen, although I'm not I'm not complaining of that. But happens. if you're also a director directing porn for Pornhub, <laughs> spit roasting Jane Austen characters. Okay, AJ really wants it. <laughs> I didn't say it. I did say it. I she did it. Said it twice, but it's okay. It but it, there are better there are better ways to direct. There are better mm-hmm. It just, no, it just. There was uh, poor choices by everyone involved in this film along the way. Except for Mary. Yes. Who was perfect. Mary was perfect and Mr. Elliot I enjoyed. Yes. And the children were quite adorable. The children were freaking cute. They were really, really cute. And I think that's really all we have to say about this movie. That's it. That's it. Listen to our next Smut with Friends episode. Hopefully it's a little bit more smuttier than this one. Yeah. Well, we'll work on (laughs) getting the heat back up. Woo.